Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from Luke Eagle. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I want to share um, something that I, I believe is, um, obviously the theme is, is awakening, and I want to share something that I believe to be something that, when I was awoken to Jesus, changed my world. It was, it was something that, within me, it was a mindset that, that shifted, which resulted in me being a completely different person. So that's... That's what I want to share on this morning. Is that okay? Great. Awesome. I want to, now, now that you've all agreed that that's awesome, I'll tell you what it is. I want, to, I want to share with you the journey to becoming selfless. Now there's crickets. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. That is, that is an awakening. That is the moment when you go from being the old and taking on the new. We're all on, on this journey, right? It doesn't just, sometimes it, it, there's things that happen in your world and it happens like that. And it's, it's straight away, everything changes. But there's some things where you go on a bit of a journey. For me, I... I I lived a selfless life. I had to because my parents were in church. They served in church. And I had to. Like it was, it was just like a given. But then a moment came in my life when I went, why am I doing this? I'm doing it because of what Jesus has done for me. The new has come. Um, being awoken speaks to me about an encounter with a better perspective of God, a better perspective of the world, and a better perspective of ourselves and who we are in God. Um, he made us who we are today, and I think I think you would all agree with me that he's made us pretty good, and he's he's blessed us abundantly. I tell you what, Australia Day, what a day to remember what what our forefathers have done for us, so that we could live in this blessed country. Oh man, I love it here. I love it here. We um, I'll tell you, Tash and I um, had the privilege of going on a cruise on an eight-night cruise through, I don't even know what ocean that is, Coral Sea, out there. Um, and we, we went to a couple of other countries. We, we were at New Caledonia, and, um, and that was beautiful. And then we got to go to uh, Mystery Island at Vanuatu. I tell you what, cruising is awesome. Cruising is the best. The boat we went on had... Had childcare. <laughs> so, you know, let's just check Fraser in for a couple of hours to a day. And, um, oh, mate, it was, it was sublime. I'll share, I'll, I'll, I'll actually share a bit more on that later because um, I suppose when I, was, when I was preparing for this, I was, we were on the cruise and, and, um, and there was a few things that happened while we were on this cruise that I was just like, my mind was blown. 
Oh. Anyway. Anyway, so why? Why live a selfless life? Mark 10, 45 says this. Who's got a Bible? You can open it. Uh, Jono, if you, you might have that. Jono's not there. It's Tim. Jono's gone. Anyway. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life, life as a ransom for many. Jesus was the ultimate selfless human being. Everything he did was about other people. Even even when he was away praying on his own, when he had his own God time, his own self time, he was all about other people. It's, It's amazing. Thousands were hungry. So what did he do? He feeds them. People came to him to be healed, and he gave of himself to them. Um, the, in John 13, it talks about how they sit down for supper, and Jesus just takes off his robe and starts washing his disciples' feet. He was the ultimate in selfless beings. You can't, you can't read the Bible and and say, no, 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 Jesus was selfish. He's, he cannot be, not at all. Jesus was the ultimate example of selflessness. I just want to, we'll just sit there for a bit, because like that, even the act of the cross, giving us what we do not deserve, giving us, eternal life, giving us a clean slate. That was an amazing act of selflessness that, you know, you just have to go through the Bible, you'll find it. But I've got, um, that's that's the why, I suppose, behind why why we need to be living a selfless life. Now, I've I've got a few few points, six of them. So if you've got a... um, if you've got a notebook or something, you probably want to write a few down in case you get lost. Uh, because, yeah, I, I started with 12, didn't I? Was it 12, babe? And I said, Tash, can you please just help me cull? And so we, uh, we went from 12 to 6. It's pretty good. Um, Deuteronomy 15, 7 to 9. says... When you happen on someone who's in trouble or needs help among you, uh, sorry, needs help among your people with whom you live in this land that God, your God, has given you, don't look the other way pretending you don't see him. Don't keep a tight grip on your purse. No, look at him. Look at him. Open your purse. Lend whatever and as much as he needs. Don't count the cost. Don't listen to the selfish voice saying, it's almost the seventh year, the year of all debts are cancelled. And turn aside and leave your needy neighbour in the lurch, refusing to help him. He'll call God's attention to you and your blatant sin. So I'm going to, I'm going to, there's a few points out of, out of this, um, this, this, these verses that I want to just draw out. Um, so obviously, just to give you a bit of a background, this is, this is God speaking through Moses to the Israelite nation just after God had pulled them out of Egypt. 
So this is kind of like just setting up a whole new country, a whole new nation. And, and he was, God was talking to, did I say Noah before? I always get Noah and Moses confused. I don't know why. Anyway, they both had beards and, and spoke with the Lord, maybe. Um, but Moses was like sharing with the whole nation with kind of like the ground rules. This is how we live now. Now that we're out of slavery, this is the nation of Israel. This is now how we live. So here, point one, get around people who might not have it all together and pay them attention. So when you happen on someone who's in trouble or needs help among your people, Help him. So first things first, if you don't have anyone who's needy in your life, find someone. That's the first step. That's why we have a child. (laughs) Because children are needy. Oh, so needy. And that's why you put him in care on cruises. It was great. Oh, one time I went to pick him up from, I'll just share this little story. One time I went to pick him up from the daycare and um, I picked him up, and, you know, he's all happy to see me, and it's lovely. Oh, my dad, yeah, it's great. Oh, he's done a poo, yeah, right. Um, and she goes, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Pass him over, I'll, I'll change him for you. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Straight back in there, got him changed. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> but get around people who might not have it all together. If you don't have anyone in your life, maybe join a connect group. Not that people in connect groups are needy, but there's always things that come around where there's someone who needs your help. And I would say to you that you can help them. Even if you can't help them, pay them some attention. Now, beyond. Maybe, maybe get involved in beyond. There's people in our community who need help. There's people in our community who need your attention. If there's no one in your life, come and talk to Boyd, and he will hook you up with someone in need, won't you? Yeah, you will now. Awesome. Talk to people at your workplace. The workplace is filled with needy, needy people, including Evan, who's one of my staff. He's very needy. No. Uh, another verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Oh, that is, oh, it's, it's good. It's good. Good preaching, Luke. Okay, <laughs> point number two out of this same verse. Always remember what God has given you. So what did, what did that first? So, When you happen on someone who's in trouble or needs help among your people with whom you live in this land that God, your God, is giving you. We are a blessed nation. The things God has given us as a country, even here on the East Coast, the things that God has given our families, the things that God has given our forefathers, we are a blessed, blessed people. Um, he has provided us with jobs, families, a church, a church family, 
He has provided us with healings. He has provided us with eternal life. He has wiped our sins clean. Do not forget what God has given you. When you, you know, oh, when you're, you're all, you know, cut up because God still hasn't maybe, I don't know, healed, healed your, your sore knee, remember what God has given you. When, there's, when you get amongst someone who, who has needs, remember what God has given you because then you'll be so much better at paying that person attention. I tell you what, the Israelites often forgot what was going on. So often they, you know, Moses, like they got a bit freaked out one time. They said to Moses, oh, you know, let's just go back to Egypt and we'll just live in slavery for the rest of ever. What? God has promised them a, like a land flowing with milk and honey and they want to go back to Egypt. It's crazy. Remember what God has given you or what God has promised you. I, my mind was blown on this cruise. So if you, who's been on a cruise before? Oh, wow. So um, the cruise that we went on, there was like obviously there's, there was 2,500 people on the boat and 600 staff or something like that. Now most of the staff are from, um, I, you know, well most of the staff that we encountered were um, from either India or Malaysia um, there was a few from um, Indonesia as well. And I love talking to these guys because, you know, they, they do this like seven-month contract where they work seven months straight without a day off. It's crazy. If they're sick, they don't get paid. We, like, we, when we got on the boat, we were talking about, because so, we, we'd heard somewhere that they get paid $40 a week and we're going, oh, this is ridiculous. This is like... How could, how could they get paid so, so little? This, this is just wrong. But we started talking to a couple of guys. There was one guy we spoke to, and he, um, we said, how long have you, you been on cruise boats for? He said, oh, seven years. And we're like, right, okay. We said, what, wh- why do you keep doing it? And he said, if I went back to my own country, I would be on a dollar a week. And I just had twins. I can't, I can't afford to live in my own country. And I was like, oh, this is, this is crazy. He left his family. He had twins and I think two other kids before, before he had, had the twins. And um, obviously, you know, seven-month contract, you're, you're at home for a month or two. You obviously do your thing and then you have kids later. And so... Um, they, they would do back-to-back contracts for two or three years, and so they wouldn't see their family for two or three years. And he had, his twins were one, and he still hadn't seen them. I'm just going, oh, this is heartbreaking. I, like, I just want to pay for this guy to go back to see his family. But what he was providing for his family was a home, food, education, all things that if he wasn't there, if he was still living with his, with his family, they wouldn't be able to have. How selfless is that? That broke my heart. Like, I come home 
you know, from work after five days and, and I go, oh, you know, I feel like I haven't seen Fraser for five days. Oh, five days? Try a year. Crazy. There was, there was a countless stories like that, wasn't it, babe? There was people all just, you know, doing 60-year contracts, not seeing their family because what they provided their family was, was a decent lifestyle while they just, you know, worked seven months straight. No breaks or houses. It was good to talk to them, get perspective really quickly. Point three, don't leave it to someone else. Now that scripture talks about, don't listen to that selfish voice saying it's almost the seventh year, the year of all debts are cancelled. So that was obviously every seven years, there was a... Um, the time when the king said, okay, all your debts are cancelled, everything's waived, wouldn't that be nice today? Oh, that would be awesome. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. But everything, all debts to all men are all, all cancelled. Don't leave it up to someone else to fulfil that person's need. Open your purse, as it says, or open your weekend, or open a slot of time to pay that person some attention. Don't leave it to someone else. The thing that really struck me with that as well was, um, how do you get into debt? You make bad decisions, or even you just make decisions. Um, there was probably people who were in debt because of bad decisions. They themselves got themselves into that debt and, and they're still talking about how you should help them out. So, so often we go, oh, you know, oh, well, they, of course they're like that. that that's, they made that decision. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You help them anyway. We all, um, we all got a gift that we don't deserve. We all got salvation and none of us deserved it, unfortunately. We, we made the decision to get ourselves into that debt, the debt of life. But Jesus still came. He didn't say, well, stuff is, you, you made that call. See you later. See you, see you never. He, he said, no, 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 I'll come and I'll, I'll cover your, your debt. I'll waive that debt for you. How good is that? So that's, that's the ultimate of, of the gift, I suppose. Point four, if you're writing them down. Be selfless when no one is noticing. This is, this is a really good test, I suppose. You know, it's really easy to just do it in front of people. Like it talks about how, you know, when you're, the, the, sorry, the Bible talks about how when you're giving, you know, not to do it in front of everyone so they can, you know, they can see you and watch you do it but do it in, in private. This, um, that'll, that'll test your selflessness big time. It's Matthew 6, 4, give your gifts in private and your Father who sees everything will, real, real reward, you, will reward you. This, I suppose this shows you your pure motive. Are you doing it so that, you know, people go, oh, he's so good, that's such a, so selfless. No, no, no. You do it so that God can see your, your heart motive. 
The motive always counts. It always matters. Point number five, take pleasure in other people's happiness. This really helps because uh, it's too often we, um, you know, someone gets a new car and go, oh, I really wish I could get a new car. Oh, they, they can afford it. Ooh. But when, when, when other people are happy, if you take a little bit of pleasure in that, you will, you will open the door to selflessness. Because selfishness is obviously selfish, but it's all about you getting what you want. If you can take pleasure in someone else's happiness, you're focusing on someone else being happy. You're focusing on someone on the, on the outside, on the external, instead of looking at you know, what you're lacking or something like that. Very, 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 very helpful. And what point was that? Point five? Point six, then. Point six. Spend time with the one who is selfless. With the one, capital O. Is capital O? Spend time with Jesus. James 4, 8. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you, you double-minded people, I think is what it says. It just says full stop. Tash put that verse in. Was there more to that verse? You double-minded. It just feels like that, there's an, supposed to be another sentence there, doesn't it? <laughs> Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your, your hearts, you double-minded. Anyway. You double-minded people. I'll add that one in. You double-minded people. When you spend time with, with Jesus, your perspective changes. It shifts. When you spend time with Jesus, you... Like, I remember one of the first times I ever re- encountered, like, a, a real presence of God. And I, in a moment, was aware, you double-minded people. Thank you very much. What is it? There we go. Um, the first time I, I re- like, encountered, like, when I, when I mean encountered, I mean, like, first time I was so caught up in the presence of God, there was two things that happened. I was so aware of how dirty I was, how much sin I was carrying around. But at the same time, I was so aware of how much God loved me in, in spite of all my sin and all my rubbish. When you spend time with Him, your perspective changes about who you are, what you need, but also about other people and, and what they need. Your, your perspective shifts and you no longer care about what's going on here you start caring about what's going on out there because that is the heart of God. That is the heart of Jesus. What's going on out there in the world because there's so many people that do not know him. That is his heart. I, I can't encourage you enough to, to spend time in the presence of God on a daily basis. At the moment, my, my, my procedure, my, um, not my, my what? My routine, that's the word. 
my routine, because I, obviously I work in Newcastle. I don't run Newcastle Telstra, if you're aware. I, I try to run, no. <laughs> I, I just work up in Newcastle. So it's an hour's drive to work every day. My routine is to spend that hour either listening to a preach or putting on a worship album and just spending that hour to and from work in the presence of God. And I tell you what, my day is so much better for it. It is so much better for it. This, this thing of being selfless is, is wrapping our world like, um, uh, what, are the, what do business people call it? Is it philanthropy? Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook just gave away just shy of a billion dollars to a community foundation because there was people who couldn't afford to eat and live in the Silicon Valley. A billion dollars. He just gave it away. Obviously, being selfless is not just about money, but it's, about, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle decision. But that shows me that there's people in this world who understand the power in giving, who understand the power of looking outside yourself and, and helping someone else. It is quite powerful. I think I've got one last verse, John 15 um, 12 to 17. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I, know not, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. For me, there's one step further to being a servant and being selfless, and that is being a friend. If you can, if you can take on all, all that and be a friend to someone, then you are the epitome of selfless. You are doing what, what Jesus has asked of us, you're my friend if you do what I command. I think that a ser- like a servant serves bl- blindly. They, they just do what they're asked, but a friend goes above and beyond. A friend takes it to a whole nother level. Love each other. This is my command, love each other. We know what God is after in this world. We know what, what Jesus came to do. We know that we now have that call in our lives to, to fulfill the Word, to fulfill the promises of God. And that is, we want to see everyone in this community come to God. We want to see everyone feel the love of Jesus that we have felt. That is the call of God. If you can be awoken to this, if you can be if you can allow God to awaken the selfless you, you can, you can bring a whole group of people into church and they go, I love this place because I feel loved. Church, let's stand as we close. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. 
For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our days.